All right, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we're going to talk about the Hauser Geode Beds, the Wiley Wells District. It's sort of a how to guide. This is going to be based on our blog that was posted today um, at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. And before we go into this really awesome collecting area that is just a have to definitely put on your list um, kind of place. I just wanted to give an update on the Dimming New Mexico um, rock show. I heard it been canceled on account of the, the, the virus and the panic and all of that stuff that's going on from that. So probably for a while these type events are going to be something that uh, we may not see too much. So we want to get into our episode today about the Hauser beds and the Wiley Wells district and we've really got a great show for you today guys but please subscribe to our blog please subscribe to our our podcast and also our YouTube video all of the links are going to be found at the bottom of our blog uh, or near the bottom of the blog we have all our social media links the YouTube link, the podcast, and the blog. You just go to radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com and you'll find them all. All right? Also, I'll put it in the description of the podcast in case you forget. Let's get right into it. Um, I really love the Hauser beds. I've been there many, many times. One of my first rock hounding trips with a club, um, I did do a lot of rock hounding trips before that and mining trips and things like that but the first one with the club was with the orange belt mineralogical society affectionately known as the obms and this is a group in southern california in san bernardino and um, they have about the longest history and also the longest history and ties to the discovery of the hauser beds because the discoverer of the Hauser beds was Joel F. Hauser. He's the one that's credited with finding the geode beds that bear his name, even though I heard his father kind of knew about the area as well. And that was about 1934. Now, he was also a member of the OBMS, and um, I have a picture of him in the blog posing with a piece of what looks like petrified wood. You can also find some great articles on him on the internet. And he actually had quite a collection of geodes from this area. Now, the main reason the OBMS, the Orange Belt Mineralogical Society, um, they're really famous for leading the Wiley Wells Thanksgiving trips for many, many decades. Um, lately, the they're, you know most lapidary groups have kind of experienced a slowdown, and other clubs have kind of picked up the slack and been leading the trips in the yearly events, including the San Diego Searchers, amongst others. Now, what would happen back in the day, me and my son, Zach, we'd spend a week, 10 days, or even if we were really busy, we'd just go by for at least two or three days and do dry camping. And when you dry camp, I'm telling you, you are about as crusty as the rocks you're collecting. It's not a pretty sight, right? But it's worth it camping out under the desert stars i mean they're so bright you can just touch them you can truly see the shapes of the zodiac i mean i could see the the crab you know i could see the scorpion i could see all of that stuff 
And then after a hard day of, of rock hounding, gathering around the fire with uh, other rock hounders and folks in the club and swapping stories about rocks and gyms and the old timers had passed on that were above us in the stars there. I mean, that's just the kind of stuff life's made of. At least for me it is. So anyway, so much about reminiscing about the good times, but I found a lot of rocks there, and I'll be talking about those. So let's get to talking about the gemstones and the geodes. All right? It's about time, okay? Okay. I have a couple pictures on this page that I want to credit to one of our members from the Facebook group called Radical Rocks, and um, their username is Ricky Nelson, and... um, they pitched in a couple nice pictures of some uh, geo-type formations from that area. Now, there's several different ways to get to um, to the to the site. If you come in from Highway 78, um, you can take the old Bradshaw Trail. The Bradshaw Trail was blazed in about 1862, and that used to be the quickest overland route to the fields of La Paz, now called Ehringberg. Arizona, and that was from Los Angeles and San Bernardino. These miners were looking to strike it rich, as well as the merchants and suppliers, and they used that that route. William Broadshaw, uh, Broadshaw actually is kind of famous all over California for blazing trails, but he was the first one to exploit this route through uncharted desert after Chief Cabazon of the Chihuly. Chihulia Indians, C-A-H-U-I-L-L-A, if I'm saying that wrong, Chihulia Indians, they befriended him and gave him a map of the ancient Indian route. This was complete with locations of areas to get water along the way. Also, Wide Earp had ridden alongside his, uh, uh, with a stagecoach along this route, as the legend goes. It really makes sense because he has a lot of history of being in San Diego and also Colton, California. Now the road's maintained by the BLM. It's a decent graded road. It does get kind of washed out, washboarded, but you can drive from the eastern side of the Salton Sea along the Chocolate Mountains, past the Hauser Beds, all the way to the Colorado River if you want. It's kind of remote, can be very hot in the summer. A lot of rock hounders and a lot of off-roaders use it. I've even driven through it uh, with a two-wheel drive truck uh, it's stick to the main road because if you get off the road, there's some really sandy areas. It's also a good idea to caravan with someone else into these remote areas. Now, if you're wondering, you know, this area, I'm telling you how great it is, but how much can you take? Well, the Wiley Wells District and Hauser Geode Beds are world famous, and the pickings are not as famous uh, or as plentiful, I should say, as they were in the old days. However, you will be able to get your 25 pounds per day per person up to 250 pounds per person a year if you're willing to do some digging and some walking okay now as for the location um the other way that most people go there the wiley wells district is located about 15 miles south of interstate 10 you can take the wiley wells road exit the nearest gas and food is in blythe i would fill up there and maybe even bring an extra can of gas if you plan to visit and if you um, want to do a few field trips and not have to run out of gas, go see several sites over the course of a few days. It is a big area. Um, and that gas is about 20 miles west of Wiley Wells Road off-ramp. 
And I've included a crude map at the bottom of the page, which doesn't talk about the gas, but it talks about the old collecting spots. And some of the areas at this time could be closed off to vehicles um, or there could be limits. So check the status before going, but you will be able to get to the campground that way and you will be able to get to the Hauser bed that way. But some of the other sites you might have to check on and see how close you can actually drive in, okay? Um, also, guidebooks are very helpful. I always include those links, and um, they are affiliate links. It doesn't cost you any extra to click those links, but um, it does help us out with you know, providing this information and improving our channel and um, our whole goal of education and what we're doing here. Now, some of the spots on the crude map that are included at the very, very bottom of the page of this blog is the potato patch. Um, the Magnanese, which is a magnesium mine, the Double Buttes, the Hauser Beds, and of course camping spots, which are Coon Hollow and the Middle Camp. So again, just a reminder, check all the regulations before you camp. But better yet, go with a rock and mineral lapidary group, lapidary club. They're going to take care of all that for you. They're going to have all that information. They're going to be able to direct you. They usually have several different trips, sometimes more than one during the day. Um, they usually have trips around Thanksgiving time or the biggest, best ones. I highly recommend you go down there um, maybe at least the day after Thanksgiving if you, you know, cannot sacrifice seeing your family. Okay? Now, some beautiful pictures of some geodes and some opal and the plissamine um, that can be found there and other pictures um, of the local rocks and minerals that you can find on this blog. So check those out. But some of these things are beautiful. These geodes, I mean, there is a variety of shapes and colors. And I have a lot of them packed away. I wish I could dig them all out and get a few more pictures. I may add them down the road. But some of these color combinations include pink, orange, white, gray, brown, black. Um, it can be one or more of those colors. Um, there can be these druzy crystals or like a bitrudal bubbling crystal like a chalcedony type or there can be these really you know detailed sharp edged pointed terminated crystals from little needle size to as big as your finger so it's such a big variety also the banding you know instead of just the typical banding around the edges there's also these horizontal um, bandings and vertical bandings that uh, are layered upon each other that you can find sometimes there's a window or there might be a combination of a, a vug a window and banding i mean this could be anything you imagine also some of the geodes will glow under a black light um, I have seen one personally uh, geode come out that was filled with these dazzling chocolate, dark, deep chocolate brown crystals. So you just never know what you'll find. I've even heard of people finding amethyst up there. I didn't put that in the article, but um, it just came to mind right now. There's also nodules. Um, the geodes, of course, have the holes in them in the pits. Um, you know, the in, inside is hollow, but the nodules are solid, and of course, these are also called thunder eggs. They include the colors of the geodes and some of those same type of patterns. Um, of course, they don't have the crystals, but they have the windows and the lines and designs. And they also, I have found some in shades of green. Now, many of these patterns and windows give great character to these nodules. For example, I found one 
I cut it in half, and it looked just like the outline of the head of a husky dog, even with the ear markings and everything. I gave it to a friend of mine who just, he had husky dogs, he loved them. He was so stoked when I gave him that. Now another nice rock to collect is chalcedony. I've seen it in white from this area and also light pink. Um, also roses can be found, chalcedony roses. Also there's black agate in the area. It's hard to find, but with patience you will be able to find some. And a lot of times it's banded. Um, the bands are light, but they can be brought out and seen quite clearly once it's cut and polished. Now another real prize to be found there is a fortified agate. Now if you don't know what fortification is, you know, I didn't put that in the article, but a fortification is something with at least three sides. So think of a teepee, right? In order to be have something that will protect you, that is a fortification. It has to have a bottom and it has to have at least two sides. So fortification typically has the three sides and um, is hollow. Um, and, and really pretty and and I have a picture of that I the one I did find one a beautiful white one with crystals around the inside which is the prize that I've gotten from um, Wiley Wells in my opinion that's my big prize and uh, I have a picture of it there on the blog if you want to check it out I made it into a big gaudy necklace I love wearing it to the gym shows and things like that um, it's just uh, something that brings me a lot of pride <laughs> But um, yeah, the fortified agate is really pretty. I've heard it comes in different shades as well. Also, opalite can be found in small and large chunks. I've seen it range from gray to almost pink, light to dark orange, and even shades of red, sometimes like a brick red, and sometimes it's veined in agate. So you can find it in all sorts of different forms. Now, small fire agate is also available in the area. Um, there may be a claim covering part of this area, so be respectful of that. Um, at one time, they did charge a fee, and you could you could collect there. So you'll have to check um, the status. I don't know what the status is on that anymore. But certainly around the edges, there's some to be found. Also, in the evening, I found light to red carnelian uh, and even yellow carnelian in the evening with rocks uh, walking around the camp, uh, Coon Hollow Camp and dear, uh, near rather the magnesium mine where bitroidal plissomine can be found. And uh, usually after the rains, you'll have a little bit more luck. It's been kind of picked over. Um, my crude uh, hand-drawn map at the bottom will help you find that. So now let me continue on here. Um, hunting geodes. Geode sites, uh, typically their sizes range from 1 to 18 inches in diameter. From my experience in Wiley Wells, um, the smaller ones are nodules, and the biggest ones that are like footballs are usually not all that interesting, but there are some that are spectacular, so don't give up. Finding geodes can be hard work. Um, use your eye protection and gloves at a minimum. Never dig into the side of a hill where an overhead collapse could happen. A deceivingly small amount of just a few inches overhang has broken off and killed experienced geode hunters in this area more than once. So don't dig in areas that are off limits. There is military areas around there. Beware. Don't, don't wander off to those uh, shooting ranges and become a target. Uh, check first with local rock and lapidary clubs. They know what areas are open. 
and have access to areas sometimes that the general public doesn't. So you just never know. Memberships are usually low, 30 to $60 a year per person or family. And once you locate the geode bed, you will be having to dig them out of hard rock or seams, and that will be, you know, sledgehammer and wet and chisels and things of that sort. Sometimes you can dig them out of soft um, potash or gravel. It just depends on what area you're hunting. All of those areas will be found in the Wiley's uh, Wells district. You can cut them open with a rock saw or just crack them open by hand to see the natural beauty inside of these mysterious natural wonders. And again, inside is fractal quartz crystals, white chalcedony, uh, red chalcedony, citrine, um, well, maybe not citrine in this area, but other beautiful colors. So every geode is truly unique, it is collectible, and it is a wonder that you can keep with you all the time. Um, also on the blog, I have a little safety reminder, you know, just be careful of snakes and dangers, the roads. They can be sandy, you can get stuck. Um, rains can cause flash flooding in the area. Um, you know, if you have a campfire, make sure that you have a permit. Bury it when you're done. Don't just douse it, but completely bury it. Check the weather. Um, go with a friend. Bring your first aid kit. Beware of snakes and bees and scorpions and things like that that frequent the desert. They can be more aggressive in these areas than what you might be accustomed to in uh, other areas. So. Again, I have links to some great guidebooks. There's one specifically on the Wiley Wells District of California. It has GPS coordinates and such. And, um, you know, we are here and doing this. Our mission is to keep rock hounding and lapidary arts alive and thriving. We intend to use proceeds to build this channel and our videos and our blogs to educate and also eventually down the road we're hoping to keep areas open or share areas that um, we can share and keep those available to our community so please subscribe to all of these things which you will see the links at the bottom of the podcast or the blog rather at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com with that folks remember rockhounds don't die they petrify I'm your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Over and out.